Good evening. This is the Common Sense Party Podcast. I'm your host, D O T T L E Y. It is Sunday, April 16th. We are coming to you live from Norcross, Georgia. Please, we'd like to shout out all the people who downloaded our previous episodes from Brussels, Belgium, Ashford, Virginia, Wolford, Coronel, California, Council Bluff, San Francisco, France, Snellville, Italy, Churton, oh, we got a Compton, Los Angeles, Portland, Moscow, Ethiopia, Italy, United Republic of Tanzania, Germany, Pittsburgh. So we appreciate you downloading us and coming back and listening to us. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we are available. Wherever you get your podcast, such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcast, TuneIn, yes, we are still working on Apple. You can rate, review, subscribe, all for free at wherever you get your platform. So give us five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars. Give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I will assume you are listening to a perfect podcast today on this episode we're going to talk about uh, the Tennessee governor signing executive order to increase background checks against his will the Arizona Republicans expel the member is this the new norm uh, why are people numb to mass shootings and why national secrets are leaking national secrets are har- harmful alright let's get to our first story which is Let's go. Tennessee, where Republican Governor Bill Lee said he will sign an executive order aimed at strengthening background checks for gun purchases. Meanwhile, down the street, State Representative Justin Jones is back at the Capitol after he was expelled for joining a gun control protest on the House floor. NBC News correspondent Katie Beck joins us now from Nashville, Tennessee with the very latest. So Katie, let's start with this news from the governor. What did he say at this press conference this morning? Well, he made big news, Vicki, and that is because he has been, like many other Tennessee Republicans, pretty uh, hesitant to suggest any type of sweeping gun control reform. But it sounds like what he was saying this morning was just that, that he wants the lawmakers here in the state of Tennessee to put pride and politics aside and reach some sort of bipartisan uh, path forward to try and strengthen the gun laws here, suggesting specifically that under an executive order, he would strengthen background checks and protective orders and potentially try and address the situation of how dangerous people are obtaining guns legally. Um, He didn't go as far as to call any of his ideas or measures red flag laws, uh, but there are certainly um, some descriptions that echo that that we've seen in other states whereby doing things on the front end preventatively, giving that 72-hour window, uh, reporting directly to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, those type of measures are certainly things that can be done in advance of someone who could be dangerous getting a hold of a firearm. So uh, he is really calling on lawmakers to get it right and make that change and work together. Here's some of what he said at a press conference earlier today. When there is a clear need for action, I think that we have an obligation, and I certainly do, to remind people that we should set aside politics and pride and accomplish something that the people of Tennessee want us to get accomplished. 
Now, it has been two weeks since the Covenant school shooting, and already legislators have put some school safety measures into place, saying that they're going to have armed guards at every Tennessee school. But it sounds like Lee is asking lawmakers to even go a step further. Yes, this is the response when they kicked uh, the two black representatives out of office. And guess what? Those two uh, representatives who were expelled, guess what? They were reinstated. Yes, they were reinstated to the seats that they were expelled for. So to save face, the Republicans are backtracking on what they're saying. But check this out. Listen to this. Representative Reagan, do you believe that it is it is racist to prohibit concepts on systemic racism in the history of America? My belief is in God. I settle other things with facts and data. <laughs> you bring up God. But God says in Isaiah 10, Woe to those who pass on just laws that hurt the poor and rob them of their rights. And so stop using God to justify your bigotry. With the eyes of the world on Tennessee, they opted to defy democracy in favor of authoritarianism. And remind the American people why the Ku Klux Klan originated there. You're being adopted without checks and much seem to reconsider his label. For years, one of your colleagues who was an admitted child molester sat in this chamber, no expulsion. A state in which the Ku Klux Klan was founded is now attempting another power grab by silencing the two youngest black representatives. After the Tennessee House of Representatives voted to expel two Democratic lawmakers for their calls to combat gun violence, we and you are seeking to expel District 86's representation from this house in a country that was built on a protest. In a country that was built on a protest. Profiles of Representative Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, two of the youngest black elected officials in the country, had already been removed from the state's General Assembly website. Meanwhile, Representative Gloria Johnson, a white woman who also protested with them, she survived the vote, to which she herself explained why. I'm a six-year-old white woman, and they are two young black men. I, I, in listening to the questions and the way they were questioned and the way they were talked to, um, I was talked down to as a woman, mansplained to, but it was completely different from the questioning that they got. And this whole idea that, you know, why, you know, that you have to almost assimilate into this body to be like us. Oh, can you give us an example? I mean, what were, what were, how were they spoken to that that struck you as racist? In a, just in a demeaning way, and 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 saying that you know if you're going to come into this body, you have to act like this body, and that sort of thing. But well, that didn't last long. And before you know it, Justin Jones was back on the House floor making a statement. Mr. Clark, close the proceedings. Take the vote. Eyes thirty-seven. Do you believe that it is it is racist to prohibit concepts on systemic racism in the history of America? Jerry, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Once again, my belief is in God. I settle other things with facts and data. The fact of the matter is, sir, 
This bill is not racist. It is not unconstitutional. Representative Jones. We keep bringing up God, but God says in Isaiah 10, woe to those who pass on just laws that hurt the poor and rob them of their rights. And so stop using God to justify your bigotry. Stop using God to justify hatred and racism. Stop using God to Representative Jones, you are out of order. There's a movement rising up in Tennessee from Memphis to Nashville to Knoxville to send a message to these anti-democratic forces that you're in the buyout portion. <laughs> You're in the buyout portion. That you shut off our microphones and so we had to bring a megaphone. That you push our people to the back so we had to walk up to the front of the world. And the third message that our brother Pierce is going to join us, we know I'm confident because I know that after crucifixion comes resurrection. And so we'll walk in that chamber on tomorrow as representatives again. We must continue the demands that led us there in the first place. That a week after a mass shooting hit Nashville, rather than pass common sense gun laws, they passed a resolution to expel the two youngest black members in the General Assembly. And so we walk in there tomorrow with a clear message that we have a demand of Cameron Sexton to resign. Hey, Mighty Smarty. Yeah, they're going for the gusto. They are going for the gusto. They want that guy to to resign, but yeah, they have no, they have no, um, no, what's the word I'm looking for, no backbone, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for, no backbone to stand up to the, the gun lobbyists, because they don't want to, they absolutely don't want to, they don't want to stand up to the gun lobbyists because they don't want to they don't want to lose that money yep they don't want to lose all that money that they are going to get from the gun lobbyist they probably put some things out to to let schools have more security but you gotta stop the problem where it's at stop it from getting into the hands of people who who don't who don't need it they need to connect a national database with who people with domestic violence also psychiatric needs stuff like that okay moving on to our next story Arizona kicked out a member of their representative for something different uh, she was a conspiracy theorist so they voted her out so I just need to know if this is gonna be the new the new norm that they're gonna expel people but this expulsion was justified check it out I don't do not take this uh, vote lightly. The integrity of this house has been jeopardized. With 46 of the house's 60 members voting in favor, the board has decided her fate. Representative Liz Harris was expelled from the Arizona House of Representatives. This was an example of how you need to toe the line. You need to toe the line. 
if you don't toe the line, this is what happens. But Harris wasn't removed for not towing the line, but for disorderly behavior. In essence, for lying and concealing information about what was to be presented at a February election meeting. Secretary, please call the roll. That's where a speaker that Harris invited made outlandish and false claims, accusing the Church of Latter-day Saints of money laundering and state officials like the Republican House Speaker and Governor Katie Hobbs of taking bribes from the cartels. Arizona public officials accepting bribes include members of the legislature, the executive branches of the state government, more than two dozen judges on the Maricopa County Superior Court. The claims were easily disproven. And the Ethics Committee investigation found Harris was in constant communication with the speaker and knew the details of the presentation despite claims to the contrary. Once again, I stand with the truth and I stand with integrity. But the majority of her Republican counterparts disagreed. Yesterday, when I got the document, the, the whole disclosure, I actually took a highlighter and I went through it all. Representative David Livingston joined 17 other Republican members voting for her removal who believes the expulsion was needed to both hold her accountable and maintain the chamber's integrity. It was necessary. The members that just voted today will always remember if they press green or red. Always. Okay, will this be the new norm? Will they... Missouri State Representative Mike. Will they... Will they hold them accountable for stuff that they do. Arizona did it, but will other states do it? But not no false nonsense. I'm talking about real stuff. Ethics review. The dude in, um, ah, what's his name? Fudge. The one who lied in New York. Him. Yeah. Him. He, he's under ethics review, but he's not going to get expelled because they need the votes. They need the votes. And since they're not going to do that, that's what's going to happen. Alrighty. Um, so is this the new norm where they're going to kick people out for either doing something bad or something good? Alright. Okay. Also in the news, Republicans suggest... Marrying 12 year olds should be allowed. Okay, when I saw this, I saw this was crazy. But hey, check this out. Republicans have been conspicuously quiet about the MAGA Republican federal judge's ruling invalidating the FDA's approval of the abortion medication Mifepristone. Only one Republican senator has publicly crowed about it, Mississippi's Cindy Hydesmith. The silence is probably because they know it's wildly unpopular. So much so that it has enraged a part of their supposed pro-business party base, Big Pharma. Hundreds of industry executives signed on to an open letter blasting Judge Matthew Kesmarek, saying the ruling ignores science, undermines the FDA's authority, and creates uncertainty for the entire industry. Of course, the Republican trademark is being out of touch on, well, everything, abortion, democracy, guns, LGBTQ issues, you name it. Today, the LGBTQ advocacy group Equality Florida issued a warning about travel or moving to the state, warning of risks to health, safety, and freedom moving through its legislature under the Ron DeSantis regime. 
that comes days after a Florida Republican state representative had to apologize for an extravagantly offensive rant during a hearing where he called transgender people demons and imps. I'm looking at society today and it's like I'm watching an X-Men movie. It's like we have mutants living among us on planet Earth. I'm a proud Christian conservative Republican. I'm not on the fence. Mm, Christian conservative Republican, that tracks. Meanwhile, in Missouri, House Republicans are taking their culture wars to a chilling extreme. They voted Tuesday to strip all state funding from public libraries, purely out of spite. They did it because Missouri librarians are suing the state over a law that has led to the banning of 300 books, many of them, unsurprisingly, authored by or telling stories about people of color and LGBTQ people. Joining me now is MSNBC political analyst and former Senator Claire McCaskill. And Claire, I mean, you now have to have travel advisories in Florida. And Missouri Republicans are saying, we're going to defund the libraries. Make it make sense. Well, it's very hard to. Um, you know, absolute power not only corrupts, but it also produces really extreme viewpoints. When you think you are absolutely free of any threat, other than from someone further to more extreme than you are, then you go for it. And in Missouri, we have a trifecta going in this legislative session. First, we have the fact that they have passed the most restrictive abortion law in the country from conception no exceptions. Rape victims are forced to give birth in the state of Missouri if they are impregnated by the criminal who attacked them. Second, they voted, Joy, to let children openly carry weapons, AR-15s, and now they've defunded all public libraries because someone had the nerve to use our Constitution to assert themselves in a court of law to determine the limits of the First Amendment. So, I mean, it is really nuts, and it is hard to watch for me, because I'm a former member of the Missouri legislature back when there were conservative people, and there were liberal people, and then there were a whole lot of people that figured out how they could talk to each other. Not anymore. It is one-way road to the most extreme positions you could possibly imagine, and the only way to fix it is for the people to vote. Well, and the thing is, you made that point because, you know, back in when Tennessee had an all-democratic legislature, there were stories of sort of, they, they went too far in some ways, you know, wielding their power of Republicans. Having absolute power, as you said, is always corrupting for whichever party. And, you know, this isn't a partisan statement. It's just you give people that much power. Let me play you a soundbite, which is stunning. This is a, a conversation between State Senator Mike Moon um, and a Democratic representatives about something, as you said, you want to talk about extremism? This is about whether children, babies, should be allowed to be raped and then married by adults. Take a listen. I've heard you talk about parents' rights to raise their kids how they want. In fact, I just double-checked. You voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. You said actually that should be the law because it's the parents' right and the kids' right to decide what's best for them to be raped by an adult. Okay? Do you know kids who have been With married marriage. at age 12? Do that you know was the law. Do you know you know voted kids? not to change it. Do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? I, I don't need to. I do. Uh, and guess what? They're still married. I, I don't even know what to do with that, Claire. I don't even know what to do with it. Wow. 
Wow. That's what I'm talking about. We need to have some kind of common sense. Just a little bit of common sense. Just because a law was put into effect years ago that don't even that doesn't even who doesn't even um, conform to today. That's why I said they look they look at the, the Bible too Bible too messed up, man. That that's kind of crazy to have a twelve year old get married in Missouri. So I'm not moving to Missouri. Also, they're gonna defund uh, the public library. Kids use the library because we the people sued sue them for for banning books. This I tell you, Republicans love author uh, fascism and authoritarianism because they want to to flex their muscle. They just, they just want to flex it. Flex to see how it is. Alright, this is the Common Sense Party Podcast. I'm your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. We are with you today, April 16th, talking about the expelled representative return to the Tennessee House. The governor signs an executive ban. Uh, Arizona kicked out one of their representatives is this the new norm um missouri passing a law to defund well they haven't passed it yet but they are keeping a law where 12 years can get married and now let's go ahead and talk about the first hundred days of the republican controlling the house check it out I don't think Republicans in Congress are going to get away with what they've done over the first 100 days. Like this is, I remember when we had our 100 days, uh, our 100 day celebration after getting elected first Republican uh, majority in 40 years. We went out and we said, these are the 10 pieces of legislation we promised you we were going to pass through the House. These are the 10 pieces of legislation that we passed through the House. Promises made, promises kept. And we did. I mean, we really did. And yet, this House GOP is off to such a slow start. Here's the Washington Post actually saying in his first three months in charge, Gingrich, Gingrich's Republican majority had approved 10 planks of the contract with American, including balanced budget law, presidential line out of veto, overhaul of welfare laws, and a huge tax cut proposal. What we've seen from this Republican Congress has been a circus. Uh, the first the first week was a circus. I mean, I got to say, C-SPAN loved it because it was like C-SPAN viewing like you never saw other than the time Willie George before when I was there and I, we both passed out. That's another story. It was 89. People don't remember what happened in 89. Just keep you had, No, no, I can keep going all Keep going all day. I got four hours. But, but think about this. They ran saying that Democrats were only focused on marginal issues, that they needed to care about inflation, they needed to care about immigration, they needed to care about crime. And you, yet, yet you look at the clown show that they put on. They're going and they're celebrating convicts, they're holding field hearings in prison to, to praise convicts. Uh, who, who stormed the United States Capitol. They're now trying to interfere with an investigation, a local DA's investigation. That's their, their, their look into crime. And on immigration, which I think is the most remarkable thing, they can't even get an immigration bill on the House floor that can pass because Republicans don't even agree with each other 
on that immigration bill. So, so 100 days in, what do they have to show for it, Sam? Oh, this is why you're the best in the business, man. An absurd close-up of an empty tennis court. Something <laughs> about the House Republicans under the seamless, baby, seamless. And mixed in between with weird asides about the '80s and the '70s. Um, yeah. Look, it's been a weird 100 days. I think uh, if you go back to our original concept here of how Trump has re-engineered the party, this is yet another example about it. Uh, the investigations. Keep in mind, the House Republicans always knew that whatever legislation they passed, it was going nowhere for the first 100 days, right? It was all about sort of what investigations they could they could launch and how they could uh, maybe uh, put a, a you know a dent in Joe Biden's armor. And yet, 100 days in, the primary investigative pursuits really are engineered around Trump, not Biden. Uh, you know, you, you have oversight hearings on Twitter and whether it's suppressing information. That's like a Trump, that's a major Trump issue, obviously. You have Jim Jordan uh, going hard after Alvin Bragg. That is obviously engineered around Donald Trump. Donald Trump has sort of commandeered the Republican Party, at least the House Republican Party, and for that, you have 100 days that is, uh, you know, fits and starts, very little legislative accomplishments, and investigations that were supposed to be about denting Joe Biden that have instead become about being defensive towards Trump. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not been too great, Sam. It's not been, I, unlike my stories, which by the way, I'm sure you can't stay with us. No, but I mean, next year I'm going to be telling you how in 1993 Willie and I tried to break into the Louvre with nothing uh, but gauze pants <laughs> and thin red ball yes. bearings. No, no, we had time to kind of figure it out, but the ball bearings and, and gauze pads for some reason didn't get us in there. But we'll tell that story on the other side of the break. Sam Stein, thanks so much. I'd say go socks, but right now, nah, it seems futile. Yep, the Republicans' first hundred days. Uh, I don't think it's going well. Let's hear what both from the fifth column is saying. You know, people, it's about we got. So today, we are going to uh, talk about something that pretty much everybody asked me why I wasn't talking about it. <laughs> um, from all over the political spectrum, everybody wanted me to talk about this, and I, I did not. Uh, I stayed quiet because there is no way I could talk about this without revealing my open secret. So, uh, conservatives sent me messages saying, hey, you make fun of us every time, you know, we, we do a boycott. You're not talking about the one that we did successfully. I mean, success is a scale. Um, and then there were liberals that sent messages asking why I wasn't making fun of them for not knowing what the parent company was and boycotting one of their brands and going and buying other stuff made by that same company. And then the people that were at the center of this uh, sent messages, a couple of them, like, hey, you always kind of stick up for us and you're being real quiet on this one. Yes. I don't like to interrupt my opposition when they're making a mistake. Okay. So, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Bud Light, they, uh, they did a semi-inclusive marketing thing, so they were accused of going woke. Conservatives started a boycott, and because this is actually a product that they do buy, 
they were somewhat successful, not as much as they're making it seem, but they, they did get somewhere with this. Um, and they did cause a little bit of damage to the company, I guess. I mean, again, not as much as they're making it seem, but, I mean, they definitely got their attention this time. Uh, they did have some issues with figuring out all of the brands that the parent company makes. That was entertaining. Um, but the reason I didn't bring it up is because there's a website called Open Secrets. And if you ever want to know who your representative actually represents, you can go there. It tells you who your representative got money from. It tells you what committees gave them money. And you can go the other way with it. You could type in, say, the name of a parent company, Anheuser-Busch, and find out who they gave money to. I would like to read a list. Uh, what they do and how they track it is basically they take the company, individuals immediately linked to the company, their immediate families, so you get a very clear picture of what the company supports. And if you really want to know what the company supports, you need to look at the committees that they give to, not the individual congresspeople, because the individual congresspeople, big businesses, they give to both. Okay? So you start with the committees to get a clear picture and the packs and stuff like that. So, starting at the top, this is where Anheuser-Busch put their money in 2022. Number one, National Republican Senatorial Committee, more than half a million dollars. Number two, National Republican Congressional Committee, that's the House, $464,000. Save Missouri Values, conservative, $250,000. National Repu or Republican National Committee, $200,000. Uh, GoPack, which is a pack that, if I'm not mistaken, is neutral. It, it's not affiliated with a party. However, I want to say, out of the donations they made, I think 100% went to Republicans. Uh, Anheuser-Busch gave them uh, $129,500. Conservative Louisiana, $100,000. Show Me Values Pack, $100,000. <laughs> Hope you get the picture. Um, if you were to look at their congressional candidates and who they gave the most money to, 62.2% uh, of the money they gave, almost two-thirds, went to Republicans. Congratulations. <laughs> you boycotted one. Y'all boycotted a big donor, is, is what this boiled down to. Um, the only reason I'm talking about it now is because uh, Trump's kid came out and asked for the, the boycott to stop of this conservative-leaning company. It is. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I want to say there was a, a thing that occurred between the RNCC and, uh, and, and the company. I think the RNCC put out some merchandise or something like that. Um, they, they've removed it since, you know, the company <laughs> gave them almost half a million dollars. Um, yeah. So, there's that. I mean, I'm not sure 
if Anheuser-Busch will open their wallet quite the way they have in the past for Republicans after this. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they decide to make amends and give an even bigger donation to the people who trashed them. I mean, it could happen. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day. Yep. They trashed a conservative donor. Uh, that shit's funny. All right. Let's hear some more from Bo. Check it out. Our internet people, Liz Bo again. So today we are going to uh, go over a question from a Republican. And it deals with why the Democratic Party is grinding everything to a halt over a topic that they just don't get. Um, they don't understand why it's such a big deal. And I think that this is a, a genuine, small government conservative. They still exist, a few of them anyway. And, and I think it's in good faith. So we're going to go through it. I'm going to answer the question. And I'm going to provide a challenge to all Republicans. Okay. I'm one of those Republicans who watch your channel for explanations of what libs are thinking. I have a genuine question I hope you answer. Before that, I want to say I don't mind trans people. What people do with their body isn't my business, but they're a very small population percentage-wise. Can you explain why liberals are so dead set on fighting Republicans on this? It seems there are more important things. I honestly don't give a care what bathroom people use or what pronoun they use. But I also don't see the point in grinding everything to a halt over it. See that phrase? It's not my business. You ever want to know if you're dealing with somebody who is really a small government conservative? Listen for that phrase. If you're talking about social issues and you hear that phrase, that, that's a, a cue to tune in because they very well might be a small government conservative. And what this means is they may absolutely despise whatever the activity is, but that's not the government's place. Whatever it is that's being done, you're doing that on your side of the fence, and strong fences make good neighbors. So it's not my business. I don't want to get involved in it. Generally speaking, these are people, when it comes to social issues, they keep their opinion to themselves. These are very much judge not, lest ye be judged type of people. Um, okay. Can you explain why liberals are so dead set on fighting Republicans on this? It's a small population, percentage-wise. You're right. You're right. Which means they can't fight for themselves. They don't have the numbers, right? In, a, in an electoral setting, they don't have the numbers. So somebody has to stand up for their right to do what they want to do on their side of the fence. You've said it yourself. You don't care what bathroom people use. You don't care what pronouns they use. It's not your business, right? You're just out there trying to live your life and be polite. Just guessing. So the Democratic opposition 
to this legislation is based on the idea that people have the right to live their life as they choose. That's it. That's why they're doing it. But here's the question. Is it the Democratic Party that's introducing legislation about this? It's not, is it? It's the Republican Party. It's the Republican Party that is introducing legislation to curtail people's rights, to curtail people's ability to do things on their side of the fence. You have Republican legislation trying to micromanage what books can go into a library now. I mean, I, I would imagine that if your five or six year old or ten year old or whatever is getting books from the library and as a parent you don't know what they are, that's on you. That is on you. There's a bunch of stuff in a library children shouldn't access. It's up to the parent to make that decision. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Because you don't want the government involved in parenting, right? It's the same thing. It isn't the Democratic Party grinding everything to a halt on this. It's the Republican Party trying to curtail people and trying to inject themselves into somebody else's fenced-in area and tell them what they can do. You don't want it done to you. I'm certain from this message, you don't want it done to you. Neither do most libs. So they're standing up for that small percentage of people because they don't have the voting power to do it on their own. Here's the challenge I have for you. Because you're right, there are things that should be more pressing. This shouldn't be a topic. People should just be allowed to live their lives. I think you would agree with that. And there are topics that the government really should be focusing on. So here's the challenge. Go through Republican legislation. And with each piece, ask yourself, does this make your life better? Or does it just make somebody else's life worse? Ask yourself that question. And if you answer it honestly, you're going to find out that all of this cultural war nonsense is just something to distract you from the fact that the Republican Party doesn't have any policy ideas anymore. Those big issues, they don't have a clue as to how to address them. They complain, they talk about them, but they don't do anything about it. But they can't be seen to be doing nothing. So they introduce cultural war legislation to make other people's lives worse in the hopes that their base will look down on them and say, oh, I'm in a better place than them. It's not the Democratic Party that you're mad at here. If you go through their legislation and you actually look at it, none of it's designed to help you. The, the person who is stereotypically a small government conservative, that's not, none of it's to help you. It's to hurt somebody else and make you think they're doing something. They're not your friend. They're not, they're not the Republican Party that they used to be. Um, I know there are a whole lot of people who are going to be like, Republicans were always bad. And I mean, okay. <laughs> but I would imagine there was a point in time that for small government conservatives, they at least did something for you. They don't do anything for you anymore.
because they're not small government, that they want to inject themselves into everything. They don't want to represent, they want to rule. This is a perfect example of it. Take me up on that challenge. Go through the legislation that your representative has introduced or, or sponsored, co-sponsored. Um, look at your state legislature and ask yourself, does this stuff help you or does it just hurt someone else? And then ask why they're grinding everything to a halt to hurt their fellow American. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day. I have been saying that for years. Fine. The Republican Party's motto is you can do well as long as you don't do better than me. Just saying that's and that's the major reason why um Stacey Abrams didn't win Georgia. They made it seem like she was working against them, but if you look at her policies, just look at her policies. Her policies help people. Everyone. And Republicans though they don't like that. When everyone is when everyone uh, gets helped. They just want their people to get helped. Uh, and again, yeah, for real. Check it out. It, they are just they just don't want to help people. Alright, moving on to our next topic is why are people numb to mass shooting nowadays? We have a big country, but we are really the nation in, in, in mass shootings. But Switzerland has no mass shootings. Check it out. America loves guns. Hell, I love guns, but I also hate guns. Another mass shooting in America. Another mass shooting. Yet another mass shooting. So I was wondering, what if there was a world where people could keep their guns and have no mass shootings? Welcome to Switzerland, a neutral country most known for its cobblestone streets, perfect for skipping, its clocks, sophisticated pocket knives, and guns. Turns out peaceful Switzerland is one of the most heavily armed nations in the world. And like America, they love their guns. Yet they have almost zero gun violence. How the f is that possible? Luckily, I ran into an expert. Is that a gun in your pocket or are you just... Oh, that's a gun. Meet Miko. For 20 plus years, he's been a firearms instructor for law enforcement personnel, military, and special forces. He also happens to be one hunk of a man. So, Thor, tell me about Swiss gun culture. We respect the guns because we have a mandatory service. Every man goes to the army, they get a training and a rifle um, in case of invasion. Which, to be fair, is a real threat since the last time Switzerland was invaded was in 1798, before color was invented. So, of course, they have a militia. The culture is a little bit different comparing to some other country. You're familiar that I'm American, right? Yeah. You can just say these things to my face. You don't have to say other countries. I think the gun culture in America is, is getting out of hand. This is a joke. There should be common sense gun laws. Common sense. That's not our strength. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, well, 
I can say that, but I don't like it when you say that. Okay. But what we do have is that good old American gun freedom. You know how easy it is to get a gun in the U.S.? I just go to Walmart, give them the money, gun. I know. My That's uncle crazy. Paul, out of his truck, he's got a bunch of guns. My brother Todd has a gun. You want to use it? Boom, borrow for the weekend. That's nice. Not really. In Switzerland, you can get a gun from your um, grandparents or from your father, but you still have to do the paperwork. Even if I get a gun from my grandpa, I still gotta tell the cops about it? Yeah. That's crazy, because in most states in America, you can buy a gun almost immediately without any background check. But not in Switzerland. You apply the permit from the police, you provide uh, clearance of your criminal record that you don't have any convictions, wait for two weeks. What if it's a small crime? What if you got caught urinating in public? You got caught for sleeping with your cousin because you didn't know it was a cousin because it was at your family reunion and she looked like she worked at catering. What if it's like assaulting a police officer but really you were just tickling them? You can't be responsible of uh, following some other simple rules in society to behave. Why should you have a gun? You don't need to raise your voice over this. Was there even a payoff to all these rules? How many school shootings have there been? No. What about malls? Every mean people should... No. What about, like, major holidays? People get shot up at major holidays here? Oh, nothing. Come on, with all those guns, they had to have at least one mass shooting somewhere. After weeks of research, I discovered there was, in fact, one mass shooting in the Swiss Parliament in 2001. But they haven't had one since? You had a mass shooting 17 years ago. We have one every 17 minutes. Il y a eu des changements. Par exemple, les munitions sont plus emportées avec les armes. This is something that I'm having a hard time comprehending. You learned from a mistake and you made an improvement in the law. That's so Europe. And while Switzerland's last mass shooting was in 2001, America has had... No, keep going. No. More? More? Yeah, there you go. Over 1,900 mass shootings since 2012, averaging to about one a day. Which is why Miko felt I needed to be properly trained before I headed back to the States. We have to talk about safety first. Can I, like, like with this one? Yeah, just leave it alone. Don't, don't touch it. Don't, how are we going to shoot it if I can't touch uh, it? Let me explain you the rules first. So, number one thing that you have to remember is that you always treat the guns as if they're loaded. Because... Probably most of the accidents that happens happens with empty guns. All right, so this this one here, yeah, don't touch it, don't touch it. I think you don't pay enough, you know, attention to what I'm saying. Okay, I'm listening. So you just have to follow four simple rules. Number one, you treat the guns always. I got a feeling that you're not paying attention. Enough. What? No, I am. Let's do it. Let's blow some shit up. Miko, when you load these things, you ever get a little bit of a direction? Do exactly what I say, okay? Okay. All right, pay attention. Pay attention. Okay, and slowly press back until the gun goes off. Jesus! This scares the shit out of me. I'm glad we had that safety instruction. This is the dream. Shooting guns without the fear of getting shot? This is where America should be. All we need to do is keep ammo separate and have universal criminal and mental background checks. Have extremely strict open carry laws, justification for ownership, send written requests to authorities, and basically just change our entire gun culture. We can do that, right? It's not really that fun when you keep shooting yourself. You get used to it. No 
this isn't a green screen. This is real, disgusting Switzerland, a neutral country full of non-combative chocolate-eating yodelers. And they're also full of guns. In my previous report, I trained with firearms expert Miko. Miko, look, I shot some holes in the Swiss cheese. Yeah, I put the... I learned that when it comes to gun culture, Switzerland has a few more regulations than America. And thanks to these gun regulations and strict ammunition control, Switzerland has a murder rate of nearly zero. Sure, that's a great statistic, but how safe can it really be? To learn more about their gun culture, I attended Ian Chisholm, the world's largest annual shooting festival, right here in... Holy that's a lot of guns. Even that baby has a gun. There's not enough training in the world to prepare me for this, so I brought my two secret weapons, my translator, Pierre, and my super manly, rock-hard American vest. Why are you wearing a pussy vest? What is what you saying, Pierre? Pussy vest. Ah, that's, that's funny. Pussy okay. vest. Why aren't you wearing a pussy vest? People are walking around with guns because it's safe. Oh my god, what is that? What is that? Oh, oh I get it, I get it. They're shooting. Oh, boys. They're shooting. Yeah, shooting over there. How many accidents have happened here? Nine. Nine accidents? No. Nine accidents? No, no, no. Zero. Accidents. Zero. 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 I thought you said nine. Nine. Okay. It's, it's a German language. It's a German language. <laughs> I know in the United States, this is dangerous. But in the Switzerland, we have tradition. Tradition. We have rules and this. <laughs> we have rules. Rules? What kind of rules let little kids participate in this Glocktoberfest? We love shooting. Oh, yes. Why? So it's like yoga. Yes. They also throw booze into the mix because pourquoi pas? It's a, it's a national party. Oh, here comes the beer, everybody. Let's let the beer walk through. We've got rifles and then beers. We come in here, the peoples with the friends and la 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 la, the beer. La 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 la, la beer. At the truck. We make the Yep, and it's finished. Well said. Guns and beers. This was an American wet dream. But something was different in this country. We respect guns, and if we respect it, it's not the problem. Why should I listen to this drunk Swiss roll? I was president for five years. You're telling me I'm having beer with the former president of Switzerland? Yes. Cheers. Nowhere else could a former president be surrounded by thousands of firearms with no security. How could we get America to feel this safe? That's your problem. That's my problem. Well, that's as neutral as it gets. But he's right. It is our problem. I mean, here they can shoot guns, drink beer, and no one gets hurt. In America, something like this could never happen. I decided to embrace this culture and hang with the only group that would let me in. Wow. Yeah, you guys got AR-15s here, huh? Meet the Shooting Society of Press. It was time to show these Swiss fondues how Americans shoot guns. I missed? You missed, yeah. Oh, I missed! Alors, vous avez besoin de beaucoup d'entraînement. What? What do you know? You're 10 years old. Mon petit frère, il pourrait faire mieux. Yeah, he knows if I never even kissed a girl. You ever take your gun to school? No, no, we don't are uh, American. You're not American. No. Okay, well I can say that, but he can't. 
Even if it is true, because the fact is, for Swiss kids, life with guns is very different. Nothing happens. It's not like like in the U.S. where you have those mass shootings. So your son, when he goes to school, he just has to worry about school. Yeah, catching the bus on time. Unlike America, Switzerland has found a way to peacefully coexist with firearms. And one of the main reasons is that while these gun owners may be loaded, it's actually illegal for their guns to be loaded when not in use. We got beer, we got guns, we got food. I feel like I brought another testicle down here. So America, if we're going to insist on being a nation of gun nuts, we could at least try and Swiss things up. Yes. Switzerland has strict gun laws and they don't shoot people at school. You think we can learn from that? No, we gotta be America. Americans gotta do shit that don't <coughs> find that they don't understand that they just get strict gun laws and it'll be fine. It'll be just just fine. And for our final story, they caught that dude who leaked the who leaked the uh, the photos uh, the from the Pentagon. He's 21. He's a baby face. He's a wannabe. Check it out. Pictures there are coming in, I believe, uh, showing uh, some of the law enforcement activity there at the family home in Massachusetts uh, where the arrest was made. Uh, this is now obviously in the hands of, uh, there you see the pictures of someone who is being, we believe, to be Tashera, who is being taken into custody. Um, the FBI uh, was preparing to, to do this. Uh, they had hoped to have a little more time as part of this investigation, but uh, the identity of this person was uh, was made public by uh, some of the news media reports in the New York Times uh, and, of course, the Washington Post, which has been doing a lot of reporting on this over the last few days, uh, reported on his identity. So uh, I'm told by sources that uh, the uh, investigation kind of accelerated as a result of the uh, his identity becoming uh, public. So now we expect that he's going to be taken to a federal court there in Massachusetts, in Boston, uh, where the procedure will begin to remove him and bring him down to the Washington, D.C. area, where we expect that the charges are going to be filed uh, uh, for the, again, for his connection to the leaking of these documents. Um, at this point, uh, there's not a lot we know about the exact charges. We expect we might hear more from the Attorney General uh, and from the Justice Department uh, soon, uh, whenever they they uh, decide to make public the, the charges that are to be announced. But uh, we do know, obviously, that they, as you could hear from that briefing just now at the Pentagon, uh, you know, they're treating this as a criminal matter. They believe that uh, there's great some serious national security uh, damage that has been done by the exposure of these documents. The Washington Post said that there's many as 500 documents that they had seen uh, on various platforms, including uh, on these chat rooms, uh, Discord, uh, which is a which is a gaming platform, uh, and so that's of course now in the hands of the Justice Department and prosecutors who are going to be bringing the the, the federal charges uh, against uh, this uh, young man. Again, 21 year old uh, Jack Teixeira. 21 years old, uh, member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Again, those are pictures we believe uh, of Teixeira being taken into custody by the FBI and by the uh, the investigators there who've been working this case uh, frantically over the last few days. Diana, Erica.
Uh, Evan, thank you. Uh, stay with us. Also joining us, CNN security correspondent Josh Campbell. Josh, as we look at the way all of this is unfolding, and again, if folks are just joining us, you're looking at these pictures from our affiliates there from just moments ago uh, of, of Jack Teixeira. We believe this is at the family home in Dighton, Massachusetts, which is in the southern part of the state, just a little bit south of, of Taunton, Mass. As one of the things that stood out, so we just heard in this Pentagon briefing, there were specific questions about whether certain uh, platforms like Discord are being monitored. How long were these documents out there? And and what we heard twice was that you know part of what DOD does, they're really monitoring more on an international level, not as much domestically, Josh. So when we look at what is or is not out there, what is your sense of who is monitoring potential activity on these sites that could include sensitive intelligence documents? Do we know? I can tell you, after every major uh, spy case that we've seen arrest in U.S. history, going back to Aldridge Ames in 94, Robert Hansen, who was an FBI agent in 2001, after Chelsea Manning, after Reality Winter, after all of these espionage cases, the government does an after-action and tries to determine what were the vulnerabilities, how was this information compromised, and although you know this arrest is going down right now, we believe that that is the suspect there on your screen, uh, you know, the spy hunters uh, are obviously celebrating that this person is now uh, been taken into custody, they are preparing themselves for the accusations, the ridicule, the criticism that's to come, and that is how could this information has been compromised and be compromised. And it gets exactly to what you were just saying there as far as the systems, what monitoring is being done, what tripwires are out there. And so again, you know, the good news for the spy hunters is that this person is now in custody, but they have a lot of work to do to determine what best practices may have been violated, what new best practices may need to be implemented. As we look at this video, I do I do want to point out one thing, you know, those uh, watching may be wondering, well, why, why this overwhelming show of force here where you have FBI tactical agents who are now taking someone into custody who isn't accused of a violent act, this person accused of uh, uh, disclosing information improperly, FBI agents, as they prepare their arrest plan, they will work to determine and gather every piece of intelligence that they can as they assess, is this a dangerous person? We know from that stunning Washington Post report recently that uh, the individual who led this group uh, on this uh, platform, who we believe to be this uh, uh, air guardsman who's now been taken into custody, had talked about being a gun enthusiast, had been at gun ranges. He's obviously a member of the military. And so the FBI is factoring that into their determination about what type of force you bring to this residence in order to take this, up, this person into custody. As we saw at the beginning of the video, this arrest obviously taking place outside, and this is very much textbook. The FBI operators there want to control the situation. They don't want to rush up to the house and rush up to the suspect. What you saw in that video is the FBI agents commanding that officer, uh, that, that suspect, right there, calling him back to the vehicle. You can see the agents there safely tucked behind that up-armored Bearcat. They're bringing the suspect to them. They have control of the situation. You see that his head, uh, his hands are on top of his head. That obviously, so he doesn't try to, you know, reach for a weapon. They need to ensure that he's secured. And so we're seeing that very textbook. They have the indication that this person may own a gun, uh, may be a gun enthusiast. They don't want to take any chances. And then we move to the next step. You know, that, that home now is a crime scene. As we've seen in all these major spy cases in, in previous history, the feds will be there for a long time because, of course, they need to determine are there additional classified documents that are inside that residence. Well, we've seen in past cases, the uh, feds will get their search warrants lined up ahead of time in order to go in and uh, search that top to bottom, essentially, anywhere that a document could be disclosed, any social media you know that this person may have been in, on any computer device, any type of phone, anywhere where a digital 
uh, a file could be that could pose a risk to disclosing information uh, uh, from the federal government will be uh, searched. And so we'll have to wait and see what, what happens next. Obviously, authorities will be looking to determine whether other uh, co-conspirators, you know, other people who might have access as well. But at least the first step in bringing this to some type of resolution is now, now appears to be um, happening, and that is the arrest of this person. But of course, the investigation, there's still so much left to be done. Um, there are some pictures. Yeah, that dude did it to impress his friends. He's a wannabe. So he's going to jail for <coughs> minimum 20 years, try to impress his friends. But it is what it is, man. People, people do dumb stuff when they're young. All right. This is the Common Sense Party Podcast. I'm your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. Today is April 17th. Today we talked about the Tennessee government, Arizona kicking out one of their representatives, why people numb to mass shootings, and why leaking national security is harmful. Alright. Again, thank you for all the people who come back and download our stuff and listen to it weekly. I am your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcast, TuneIn, and yes, we're still working on Apple. You can rate, review, subscribe, follow, wherever you get your podcasts. You can give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars, give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I believe I'm doing this properly. Uh, again, thank you for letting us listen to us while you do whatever you do. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's expand. And we will see you next week. There's no point standing around. We'll only be showered by more boulders. Ready your horses on the double. Be honest. Are all of us riding toward death? Yes, we are. And since we're dying anyway, you're saying that it's better if we at least die fighting? I am. But wait, if we'll die anyway, then who cares what we do? We could just disobey your orders, and it wouldn't mean a thing, would it? Yes, you're precisely right. (laughs) Everything that you thought had meaning, every hope, dream, or moment of happiness, none of it matters as you lie bleeding out on the battlefield. None of it changes what a speeding rock does to a body. We all die. But does that mean our lives are meaningless? Does that mean that there was no point in our being born? Would you say that of our slain comrades? What about their lives? Were they meaningless? They were not! Take your reserves as an example to us all! The courage has fallen! Their lives have meaning because we, the living, refuse to forget them. And as we ride to certain death, we trust those who says they cannot say it for us. Because my soldiers do not buckle or yield when faced with the cruelty of this world. See, my soldiers push forward. My soldiers scream out. See.